Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Olga Namer. Olga Namer, how the hell are you? Hi, um, you know, I, I'm amazing. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll start from that. Yeah, we'll pretend you're amazing to start. But um, online comedy during the quarantine, I follow you. You're Olga Namer across all social platforms. And have you been doing any social stuff? You know, have you been doing Zoom or Instagram Live? Or have you started with, you know, in-person stuff on, on rooftops or in parks? Um, I've been doing a lot of, uh, shows at governor's comedy club. Um, they have that outdoor patio show and okay. last, and last night I was on their show. It was in, they have also an indoor show, but you're surrounded by a plexiglass. I see that on your Instagram. That's amazing. Yeah. And then, <sighs> yeah, it's cool. I mean, I don't, it's, it's better than zoom. And then I did, um, I also do the park shows, the stand up New York. Okay. And I've, and, I, and I've done backyard shows. I've done, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're rocking and rolling. You're a big name. And so it sounds like, you know, in trying to get people to a central park show where you're like, you know, make sure to make sure to enter near 62nd East or 62nd mm-hmm. West or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I know. That. Sometimes I get lost to my own the shows <laughs> that I'm on. I'm like, I don't know how, uh, <laughs> you know? That's so funny. So you probably did Zoom to begin with, but now you're doing in-person stuff. And I see the people here at Governor's, and I think that's Long Island, and I don't see I don't see many masks there. Uh, where? There's masks everywhere. Well, I'm looking at the picture of you surrounded by oh, plexiglass. Oh, yeah. because oh, they... So what they do, they only, so you, when you're walking around, you have to wear a mask. Okay. And then when you're sitting, you they sit you in groups of four and they okay. have to distance the tables all like yeah. eight feet apart. Yeah, I do see the table distancing, right? Yeah. And I suppose if you're sitting near people, maybe they're in your family and you're giving it to each other inside yeah. anyway. That, yeah. That's why they do that, the rule. Like you can't mix, they won't, like if there's a group of two and another group of two, they don't. They don't let them sit together. They have to pay for like a table of four. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some tiered pricing when it can't come to QED's outdoor show. Then I saw the seating mm-hmm. situation. I was wondering if you paid more to sit alone, whereas two people can kind of, you know, pay less yeah. and sit together from the, they're from the same household. But I see on your, on your social, one of them says unorthodox Jewish comedian. Uh-huh. That's your Twitter. And the other one says un- unorthodox Jew. And it sounds oh, like you were, yeah, you were right. Yeah, it sounds like you're raised that way, and it sounds like you no longer are. And maybe being a being a comedian right now is not uh, is not looked upon fondly by the Orthodox Jewish community. Is that is that correct? And do you excuse that bad behavior? Do you ex- excuse that judgment because these are people close to you? Well, it's weird because like I don't think that like at first they can't, like they were like thought I was in like probably lost my mind. But, like, it's more my parents that just want me to get married and think, like, they don't just, they don't really like that I do this. But I think because they're worried about me, you know? Uh, uh. And because because once you get married, you're you're conceivably provided for. And and being in the profession of comedy, maybe there's less of a a safety net when it comes to money. It's a little bit lower paying, I suppose, than having a two-income marriage. 
I guess maybe my father just doesn't want to pay for me anymore. <laughs> it's like, thanks, yeah. Dad. You were paying quite a bit so far. Thanks a lot, Pops. But that's a, like when comedy was happening, I was like, I mean, because before the quarantine, I was like, oh, fuck you guys. I don't need you anymore. I made $300 this week. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then the quarantine happened, and I was like, oh, God, I was joking. I was joking. And, and, yeah, I was joking. I was joking, Dan. I'm a jokester, right? I'm a comic. You have the perfect exactly. excuse. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> and, and everybody else is making that much plus 600 every week. And so it's like, man, it would be a great time to be unemployed right now. To be able, like, I'm an independent contractor, so I can't uh, I can't collect some of that stuff. Some people oh, are making, no. making bank per week. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, but I didn't even know about that. I just signed uh -huh. up for it. So what does that mean? Oh, no I have one. no I have no fucking clue. And, and, you know, maybe you qualify, maybe you don't. Like if you were an independent contractor before, I think you could collect if things were shut down due to COVID. So you could say, yeah. oh, all the clubs that paid me, they all had to shut down due to COVID. And you 100%. probably could maybe start collecting. But what we're learning is that yeah. the, gov the government is going to stop paying, right? When Olga Namer figures out that she could have gotten paid, they're going to stop paying. <laughs> no, that so that's what happened. I did it last week because everyone's like, why didn't you do it? You are a comedian and you're not making money. So I was like, oh, okay. So then um, I did it and I got money, which was like so cool. Uh, <laughs> then I told my parents again, I was like, I don't need you. I'm on the side. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys. I, I, yeah, I wasn't joking at all. <laughs> but now they're going to stop paying. And I'm going to be like, no, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, you guys just don't get my humor. It's too complex. Yeah. It's very layered. Well, I love that. Yeah, one other thing we're going to talk about, what I, which I love, is, um, you know, I, I was recently reading something about the BTK killer, which you know affectionately stands for Buy and Torture Kill, and he had. A, they were interviewing his daughter, and they were talking mm -hmm. about, um, you know, how, you know, I guess she's su suffering from PTSD now that she discovered that her dad did all this awful shit, and so they were asking her, you know, because you're writing a book, of course. And he mm -hmm. wants to be part of the book. And she's like, I'm not even going to let you be part of my book. But, you know, she, she can't even see him when she goes there because he's in a different room. And she she would call him up, but then he would have her number. And she doesn't want the BTK killer to have her number. So, yeah, one, one of your but topics. that's her dad? Yeah, that's her dad. And so he was a total loving father for decades, I think. But he had killed 10 people before she was born and three people after. Oh and he said one time he was going to come out of retirement to kill somebody out, to kill somebody else, like his 11th victim. But he went camping instead. And and they have pictures of her with her dad's arm around her on this camping trip. Oh and so because, because, I don't know, a FedEx delivery driver interrupted his 11th killing, he went camping instead. And so, yeah, one of the topics that you brought up pre-pod, which I love, which is can you love somebody who you know might have a mental illness even if that mental illness is less than you know something like killing like meaning mm -hmm. if they're like like of course we we you know i have there's mental illness in my life and things like that but do you excuse the behavior if the person the person's mental illness is manifesting in such a way where it's treating you like shit yeah <laughs> at what point can you get off that train right um so that was my question to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, I really, yeah. I, I think I have like very little tolerance for it. But fortunately, the mm -hmm. people in my life, like I have OCD, 
there's you know big time OCD going on above me in the ancestral tree, but it doesn't manifest itself in any way other than concern for my well-being, like worrying a lot about this. Uh, will this happen? Will that happen? It's not somebody experiencing a manic episode and, and raging at me all the while. So, you know, if right. you're in in that kind of relationship with anybody, a friend, a boyfriend, a family member, you know, at mm-hmm. what point do you get off? Is it you know get off the train? Is it when they start treating you to the point where you're developing your own <laughs> anxiety or depression or what? Oh, right. I don't. So I don't know because I keep everyone in my life, like, uh-huh. even with bad, bad behavior. That, yeah. That's why I asked the question because I think like <laughs> I was surrounded by it. So it's like everything's excused. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Except for like, let me think. I like okay. No, it's not excused. Like I'll stop being friends with people, but then I easily forget why, and then I rem- and then and then it's like, oh, like six <laughs> months, like two a month later. Is it, oh, that's why. And, oh. like, and then I'm like so dumb. Like and then it will happen. It's like and then I'll it will happen again. You know, like, like I'll stop being friends. It's very hard for me to cut people out of my life, even if they're not good for me, because it's just very like, I don't know, I I guess because there's if I cut if I recognize people's behaviors, and I cut them out of my life, then a lot of people that I'm very close to now, I would not like I would have no family or friends. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Not all family, but uh, some. Yeah, like, and I, th- I think I do the opposite. Like, I don't abide by bad behavior at all. But as a result, like, it's good that I'm an introvert because my life is filled with, you know, maybe mm-hmm. two, two people. <laughs> like, oh. meaning a couple friends that I've had for decades, and we have creative collaborations and things like that for, uh-huh. for poetry and music. And, and they came with me from Chicago. And it's okay. just like, because I've had, you know, fruitful collaborative relationships with creative individuals. Like anybody starts acting like ass, they're out of my life immediately. Really? But, well, I mean, that just means that my life is a lot smaller. Like, you know, Olga Namer, she probably can, you know, walk down the street and 20 people know her because her life is fuller of people who, some of whom might might oh. occasionally act like shit, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But sometimes, you know what it is? I try to like put myself and maybe this is what I do wrong like it's not a right thing to do but if someone did something mean I try and like put myself in their like situation and try and understand like why they did it and then it's like and then also I guess if like if someone's hurt or meant or like mental illness is a part of it then it's like okay I, I feel like I have to be understanding because like they didn't mean to hurt me or they didn't mean to like do something that's not so nice right you know how, how many conditions are actually like that I, it, you know it's, like like, like, like I suppose I want- man- manic depressive is if somebody is truly having a manic episode Mm-hmm. then, you know, they're out of control. And, of course, things they say to you during that time could probably be excused. Or if somebody's depressed to the point where they're, they're staying in bed and they're missing plans, of course, that can be excused. But I imagine there's a lot of other people who try to use that excuse for behavior that they were totally in control of and they totally were cognizant of at the time. So you think that, like, people are conscious and they do mean things on purpose? 
Oh, sure. Just selfish, mother, selfish, selfish motherfuckers, right? No, see, I, I, people tell me that and I'm like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? So what are some of these disorders where I, people I, are, I are constantly acting out of, out of control? I want to give examples, but I feel <laughs> like if I give, the people will know that I'm talking ah, about okay. that. All right. And they're going to be like, that's because I'm <laughs> bipolar. That's not, or whatever. Yeah. Let and me so think of like a good example. Okay. So I guess, all right, fine. No, I was get, I'm like trying to think of someone not close to me, but then I'm like, all right, I'll just go with my mother. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If it's the mother and it's that. bipolar. Yeah. No, I think she has, like, OCD also. So, like, with things that, like, probably uh, people won't get upset about, she does because she, like, I don't know, she, like, counts her, like, spoons in the, like, in glass. Like, she counts everything. So, like, to her, like, if, let's say, a cup is missing, right, or, like, from, or a spoon or something, that to her would be like she'll have a reaction that yeah. most normal people wouldn't. Oh right. And then like, I, like, I would I would totally excuse that. Totally excuse. Because you, you want to you first of all, oh yeah, because I have OCD and I have checking behaviors where I have to check everything before I leave the bathroom, etc. It's just awful. It's very it's very uh, would you yell now oh, your... yeah. Yeah, no, like, so my mind doesn't manifest itself in that way. Like, if a roommate left a, a faucet on, I would give a shit because it's right. like, I just care about my own behavior. But, like, if you know the person so well that, first of all, you absolutely know, like, you've watched, you've walked in on your mom counting everything 4,000 times, yeah. you buy that the disease is correct, you understand the manifestation is in, in this counting behavior, um, the fact that she turns it outward. I don't know if that's excused or not, but it's not like she's yelling at you for other things. But I just th- oh, think that no, that's the rare does. instance that I would believe it, though. Like, so if it's other than the counting behavior, you know, is there things that are that she's not obsessed with normally that no, she'll then yell at you? No, it's like now it's like, and I feel bad that I'm using her, but I don't, it's it's just that now because you know, like if you're living with someone who has OCD and you know someone. And and you know that these things bother them, but then everybody has to make sure not to do certain things. Yeah. So because you don't want to make them upset, but now you're tiptoeing around yeah. and everybody has to live a certain way to not like spark the thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I, I just I dislike that. Like, you know, I suppose like so meaning like in my manifestation, nobody has to tiptoe. But right. occasionally I've asked friends to be like, can you check to see if my car is by that curb? And I'll oh, check okay. it and I'll be like, well, that's cool because if, if we get a ticket, it's on my friend. And of course, I won't yell at my and friend. You, would you be like, OK, now you have to pay the ticket? Oh, no, no, I would totally do it myself because so I'm outsourcing these behaviors mm-hmm. so that it's even easier on my friends because I'm considerate and whatever. But if you're living in somebody's house mm-hmm. where these checking behaviors are there you know, maybe you have such a relationship where you can encourage him or her to do this exposure therapy that could help, or you could just move out. Like a lot of times I try to trace things, trace things to my own behavior. It's like, if I'm in this relationship with a chick or something and she's acting this way, it's like, well, what's the payoff for me to stay in this relationship? It's like, no, I'm going to trace the fault back to me. She's not being a bitch. I'm Mm -hmm. being a schmuck for being with a chick who's treating me bitchily, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to leave the relationship. Right. But yeah, with your mother, that's a very unique situation. That's yeah. If you live in her house and she's that way, then it's more, I would think it's more on you. 
meaning uh, meaning meaning right. you could you could leave or encourage her to get exposure therapy but you know um but anything else because you I, understand that that's yeah. the nature of her disease if she starts yelling at you know if you move out and she starts yelling at you about stealing cups <laughs> well at that wow. point I'd, I'd hang up i'd be like dude i ain't fucking live there no i'm not gonna no, put up with I, bullshit that's set a boundary yeah yeah i feel like it wasn't like the perfect example but like because I didn't want to like get into the details of what of that, but like, sure. but it's like, but sometimes you love these people and you want them in your life, and that's right. why you ignore, like, you know, like if I was dating you uh, mm-hmm. and you had that, I would I would be under like I would, and if it manifested in a way that wasn't like good. Yeah. Um, but I, but it was just that then mo- like a lot of people, instead of like, let's go get you help. It would be like, okay, let's just try and avoid these things. Oh, so you're more of an avoider, not let's try to help. I'd be the other way. I'd be like, all right, I understand uh, it. And it's manifesting yeah. itself in this, that, and the other. So yes, I will allow you to outsource whether or not, yeah, you can ask me if we parked away from the curb, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. pay your fucking ticket. And just understand going forward, I'm doing this as a fucking courtesy. And, and But then when it gets beyond there, like if it ever yeah. gets beyond there into anything else, and that's why, you know, initially, like I, I'm not, yeah, let's not bring up an example and then attack the example. But mm-hmm. to the extent Olga Neymar is being like, there's a lot of people in my life and they all have this shit. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I can't even fathom, other than the mother example, or like somebody who's in a bipolar mania or something, or somebody who's so depressed that they can't get out of bed and come see you at comedy shows or something. I just oh. can't believe that there's that that many plausible explanations for people's bad behavior that I would excuse a lot of it, right? Meaning if I were you, it's like not it's yeah, not, not every disorders, by the yeah. way it's not everyone i just want to make that clear oh yeah like i have a lot of normal people also but then other people that aren't like i i know the ones that do certain things like let's say they gossip or whatever but yeah. then and say want to spread rumors so then i would be like and maybe it's not a mental illness maybe it's like yeah. okay this person's feeling bad about themselves. That's why they're doing that. And they're in a bad place. Yeah. Now, do we excuse that? Yeah, now you're talking. Now you're talking. So you're saying you tend you tend to kind of give those people the benefit of the doubt because you know they're going through X, Y, and Z. But I think mm-hmm. for me, like to me, that just feels like drama. So for to me, I would be like, this person's no. a, go- a gossip. I have a conversation with this person and the next day this person's talking shit about me. This person's inconsistent. Two-faced. I can't rely on this person going forward. Like, I think as, you know, I'm a, a Swedish German Lutheran from the Midwest, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I- I'm not like, you know, yeah. I don't have emotions. So if I ever feel drama coming on, I'm like, yeah, I need fine. to get this out of my life. Yeah, immediately. So is any of this, yeah, is any of this stuff making its way into your act? Like, if there's a gossip in your life, is she, is he or she making his or her way into your comedy uh, stand-up? Not really, but I should talk about it. <laughs> yeah, at the very least, you're passive-aggressively making a shot at these people who are treating you like shit, right? Well, they don't, I don't say treat, like, yeah, they don't treat, like, it's weird, because some of these people could be my best friends, and it's like, I know what they do, but they're also a lot of fun. And (laughs) I do this weird, yeah, I do this weird thing that I'm very aware as I'm saying something that maybe I shouldn't be telling this person this thing, because they'll probably repeat it and make it into a thing. Okay. And then, but then... It's like I do it anyway. 
So I have issues. Oh, good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the, the pay, like Oprah, and we'll leave you with this. I think Oprah had one wise thing back in the day when she was fairly mainstream. She said something like, what's the payoff for you? Like, so if somebody's staying in a bad situation, they have to say, well, you know, this guy beating me makes me feel loved or whatever. Or, mm -hmm. you know, me being with a friend who gossips is cool because I prioritize fun. You know, this person is very fun. I love although, fun. Yeah. I don't gossip so, yeah. with them. Yeah. But, but you're, but you love fun. Yeah. Like, you prioritize like, other things. Yeah. Whereas I prioritize peace and quiet and no drama. Like, right. Yeah. I, and one makes us a good comedian. That's you. And one oh, makes us wow. a podcast. Oh, no, one, one makes us a podcaster, which is me. And well, so you're people, great yeah. <laughs> Well, like, I love talking to, to funny people all day long, and I'm glad to have finally got Olga Namer on my podcast. She's, she's a big old fucking name. And so, I mean, it, it doesn't come as a surprise to me that she's already doing the big time shows for Stand Up New York. So catch those dates. Are you posting those dates on Olga Namer on Instagram or Twitter? Yes, I do it on my Instagram, probably stories like Instagram oh. stories. I usually put on my website, but everything's so, like, weird these days. You know, they're like, oh, want to do a show? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like in an hour. Yeah, you know? last minute. Unless you're a web developer, that's not going to make its way into your website. We don't know about weather and shit. Yeah. Somebody said like I, they get canceled. Yeah. You know? one, one person was like, I, I got heckled by thunder. And then the comedian mm -hmm. after him got canceled because of rain. So, mm -hmm, so yeah, mm -hmm. these shows are kind of, uh, everything's tentative because of the weather. That's fucked up that you can get rained out or whatever in comedy. Yes. And it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I know we have to end, right? But, like, governors, but, you have to, we have to go? Oh, yeah, but governor sounds like it's a pretty lively crowd, and it sounds like if you have a lot of people in your life who are giving you shit, I would think a, a heckler at governors, you could take that pretty oh. easy. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I was going to say, you know, what happened was is their tent from that storm, it got, like, it got destroyed. They had to rebuild the tent. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Like you have a collapsing tent on you. You gotta yeah. start start getting yeah. that fucking workers comp because you know, that that unemployment. You better keep getting that because the tent could collapse on your head at any moment. <laughs> no, God forbid. But yes, it's <laughs> like it's scary. But it's great. It's fun. I'll be there tonight and yes. yeah. So yeah, so so glad to have you on. Olga Namer, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Bye.